name of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. On the 4th of July, 1969, Jackie and I were in New Orleans. Well, of course, Independence Day, the temperature was about uh, 45 degrees centigrade, it's a steamy night, and of course we made the obligatory visit to Preservation Hall and soaked up a lot of the jazz that was emanating from that, that night, such a memorable occasion. In jazz, you know, it began in New Orleans about 1900 or just before. Uh, it, it arose out of the um, Afro-American experience of the South, some of which was characterized by slavery and suffering, and blending together uh, the blues and ragtime and other traditions, it developed and became what it is today and with the lively expressions of it that we're hearing here this morning. Thank you so much for that. And I, uh, I've always been taken by Fats Domino. Now I know Fats wasn't really a jazz singer. He was more a rock and roll man. But he did play at jazz festivals and listening to some of his music uh, it had so much similar uh, characteristics to it. I can never stop, I can never go past Blueberry Hill, for example. <laughs> they were all <clears throat> very simple songs, weren't they? Fats' songs of boys and girls falling in love and falling out of love. And the other one, uh, Don't Come Knocking on My Door. Now, we're not allowed to play that at our house, um, but I think it's that's his greatest songs. And I was thinking today, well, how do you connect jazz with the gospel? So I've been doing a, a little bit of research, some intergenerational research, asking people what they think it's all about. And almost universally, the answer that's come back, <clears throat> it's about tossing the music around. Now, here's a bunch of people, they've got individual gifts, they've got individual talents, they share the music, they don't hog it just to themselves, but they let it flow. And the spirit that flows up through it, so improvisation becomes such an important part of what it's all about. It's a celebration of the gift of life, something that we can rejoice and be thankful for. And that, you know, becomes a bit of an image of life and society. Because isn't that what life and society is about also? It's about inclusiveness. It's about partnership. I was talking a couple of days ago to a woman who's a teacher at a school in Christchurch. And she said that their school of 400 kids, there are 96 different cultures. Think of it close to an international uh, situation, so that probably uh, expands the numbers that are there. 
but it's the whole thing about a multicultural society. It's about multi-faith. And it's about sharing you know, the things we have and doing it for the common good. And then you can push the imagery out a bit further and think of the whole of the cosmos and the interconnectedness of everything that is, that was, that will be. Now there it is, all a spirit of love and sharing that binds every aspect of God's creation together in a whole. Now I can see that arising as a parallel to the music of jazz with the sharing of difference and binding everything together. And at the heart of it, you know, there needs to be some kind of personal devotion and commitment in our way of looking at life. I was conducting in Whangarei on Friday a funeral. A friend of mine, whom I'd known for 56 years, died suddenly of cancer. And we'd been emailing each other before he died. And he quoted the poem of Rudyard Kipling, some of you will know it, called Recessional. It was a poem that was written for Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee. And at a time in the late 19th century, when all the world were writing celebratory stories about Queen Victoria and Empire, things that go on forever, strong and powerful, here was Rudyard Kipling writing a counter view recessional. And what he said, you know, one, of his, one of the verses is that things like kingdoms and empires and power and fame and glory, they all crumble, they all pass away. But he said, what remains is a humble and a contrite heart, which my friend certainly had that in the middle of his lifetime teaching and related to so many young people along the way. And I think that if we're able to have a humble and a contrite heart, so that while we celebrate life and everything that it is, at our heart there's a sense of humility and contriteness that we're able to allow to live the way we view and act within the world. I'm just going to conclude, um, well, just one thing there, um, the prayer that we said uh, right at the beginning today, Lord, lead us onwards to your light, keep us forever in your path, we pray. And so just to conclude with um, one of the parables we, we heard today, read to us, the, the parable of the seed. And it's a very simple story, but a very graceful one of the householder. He plants a seed, and then he lets it be. Now he doesn't, uh, he sleeps day and night, it said, doesn't have to go out to inspect it or anything like that. But when the time comes, the harvest he is there to reap the fruit of what is grown. And I think that's what God's love is like, that something maybe secretly going on within us, around us. We don't always feel it, but suddenly there's a beautiful gift that comes at the end, uh, quite unbeknown, unworked for by ourselves. 
Here's a connection with the jazz, I feel, that it is about celebration, it is about goodness, it is about sharing and doing it for the common good.